Today is August 13th. You're listening to Star Wars Old Republic Radio. My name is Isabella, and today I will be solo hosting this episode yet again. I had a really great day today, so now this is just carrying over into that. I binged season one of The Mandalorian again. Actually, got it knocked out in a day. And a little bit ago, I was tossing around ideas of what I was going to specifically be talking about for this episode. And I came up with three ideas. Couldn't settle on one, so I got three. They're pretty quick ones, though. And all three of these ideas are very different from each other. One's a little more Star Wars fact. The other one's creepy, quite frankly. And the third one I'm going to be talking about is just the best. One of the best things I've ever heard. And I, if you've never heard it, it's going to be great. I really liked learning about it. But real quick, before we begin, I would like to give a shout out to Michael Van Zellingen who gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for that. We really, really appreciate it. I love that you said we are not smug or nerdy because those are goals that we try not to strive for. You don't want to be all, you know, I know so much about Star Wars because in reality, I don't really know much about Star Wars as some other people out there who I know know way more than me. And the nerdy part as well. I appreciate that one. Thank you for adding that in. And yeah, we do not gatekeep on Star Wars Old Republic Radio. Whatever stupid thing we say that comes out of our mouths is available for everyone to hear. So, without further ado, the first topic we're going to be going over today is the vacuum. The vacuum is any area of space that just lacks having an atmosphere. You see it... In the beginning of every Star Wars movie, there it is, black with stars, the vacuum. Now, most organisms cannot survive in space. There are exceptions, though, such as the Purgle in Star Wars Rebels, who just fly around wherever the heck they want, crash into people, crash into ships, crash the party. You could also be protected from the vacuum for a short amount of time, such as in Stormtrooper armor, in Clone Trooper armor, Darth Vader's armor, you can survive for a time. It wouldn't last forever and you would eventually die, but that's a given. We see that a lot in the Clone Wars. A lot of people die in space. I can't remember the episode, but that Clone Wars episode when Plo and the clones were stuck out in space. Yeah, that's not very descriptive, but they're like in the escape pods and they're waiting to be rescued. That one. That was a really good episode. It's been a while since I've seen that one. I'm gonna have to find you. Now, why am I talking all about this vacuum of space? We all know about everything that I just said. If you go out in space, you will die eventually. It's just, (laughs) this is not new news. The thing I wanted to specifically talk about is controversy going around where people are getting a little upset that there's noise and sound in the Star Wars movies and in the shows. Like, when they fired their ship, you can hear the blast. And when the ship exploded, you could hear that, this and that. You're not supposed to hear in space, so why are they hearing in space? Now there's two answers to that. Because I was actually just approached with this topic a couple weeks ago. And I did not want to actually come out as the Star Wars nerd. So I didn't really say much on this topic, but I'm here to say it now. (laughs) To anyone out here who cares, if you want to hear my random thoughts that I have throughout the day, this is one of them. The first answer would be that this is Star Wars. It is a movie. Therefore, they don't have the same laws 
that we would have here living in our atmosphere, because this is a galaxy far, far away, they might have different rules that apply. Like you could die in space still, but you could also hear in space. Maybe they can hear everything. Now the other answer would be that they can't hear anything, and it's just us, the fans watching, that can hear, and it's added for effects. Because how boring would it be to watch a battle with no sound? Those nerds who care about not being able to hear would be satisfied, but they would also be bored, along with all of us who don't care and are just bored. Am I, are you, are you guys following along with this? Because I'm going to keep going a little bit. So my whole point of saying all of this, that I got this out, this is the real point. In Attack the Clones, when Obi-Wan goes to Kamino, and then he ends up following Jango Fett and Boba Fett, off of Kamino, he's following Slave One around. They throw a seismic charge at him. We all know the sound. If you don't know that sound, go watch Attack of the Clones right now. Pause this podcast, then come back and hear what I have to say. So, they throw a seismic charge at Obi-Wan. Could they not hear that beautiful sound? The sound of the seismic charge is one of the most satisfying sounds to ever hear in Star Wars in my opinion. And to not be able to hear that and appreciate this, like even if you're the one being attacked, you're like, ooh, that's a cool sound that I'm being attacked with right now. So they just don't know? And then in the book of Boba Fett, when Boba goes after the Sarlacc and he drops a seismic charge, is that the first time that he ever heard what it actually sounded like and was like, oh, I had no idea that this was what was going down in the middle of space. That's all I have to say on the vacuum. If you're still listening, thank you for still being here. I just, I wanted to get that one out. That was just something I had in mind. Moving on to our next topic, we're going to talk a little bit about Cornelius Evazen. And if you don't know this guy by his name, you know him by his face. He's in A New Hope, he's in the cantina, and he's the one who comes to Luke Skywalker and is like, hey, this guy doesn't like your face, and I don't really like your face either. That guy, Cornelius, has a backstory. So this guy, Cornelius, was the personal doctor for Dryden Voss, who the best way to explain him right now is the bad guy in Solo. He was the public face of Crimson Dawn. He would hire Cornelius because he wasn't afraid of Cornelius's mad doctoring skills and would work for him in doing this. So while under the employment of Dryden Voss, he did a lot of surgical experimentations Using his history as a cosmetic surgeon, he would perform surgeries to underworld clients to modify their physical appearances and disguise their faces. Like, if you're wanted, that would be very convenient to change a face. Who knows if this is how he ended up with his face? Maybe he experimented on himself, but then you just make yourself a new face that's a little more prone to standing out. I don't know. I don't really know much about what happened to him personally, but I know he did a lot of a lot of other people dirty. So years of his experimental modifications led to him creating the decraniated, which you can kind of go off the name to gather what that means. So this mad doctor would transform his victims with cybernetic technology, basically removing their brains and leaving the rest of them mindless. Well, 
that's a given. But they were no better than droids at this point because they would do whatever they were directed to do, and he would sell them off as slaves. This is pretty bad. He did the unthinkable. Well, now they were the unthinkable. That was a really bad pun. Let's take a step away from that one, shall we? So what's so interesting about this one is this guy in the cantina who gets a small cameo in Rogue One has this huge other story to him that is very creepy. This is one of the creepiest things in Star Wars, in my opinion, to date. The next one would probably be that Luminara manifestation in Rebels. If you've seen that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Just some things in Star Wars, you're like, that's just wrong. This is one of those things. Just wrong. Alright, last, but definitely, this is not the least. Remember in A New Hope, the first time we see Obi-Wan, the Tuscans knocked out Luke, and Obi-Wan comes running up, waving his hands around, making all kinds of noises to scare the Tuscans. That alone is enough to scare someone. If you see that coming at you, your first instinct is to run, but it goes a little deeper than that. The sound that Obi-Wan made, I don't know if this was a force technique or spending enough time on Tatooine, he just picked this up as a hobby, but he mimicked a crate dragon. And you can fact check this by going back, watching that part of A New Hope, and then go to Season 2, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian when you have the crate dragon attacking everyone. It's the same sound. So Obi-Wan actually used the sound of a crate dragon to scare these Tuscans who are terrified of the crate dragon because it's a crate dragon. That's self-explanatory. That's the beauty of Star Wars, is they do things like that. But no wonder Alec Guinness hated Star Wars so much. The first scene he's in, he's running up like a madman. You're like, oh, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Imagine being one of those people who watch Star Wars 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So you see prequels Obi-Wan and how incredible he is. And then you go to the originals in A New Hope. And you see this guy run up. You're like, what happened to Obi-Wan? that he's doing this, but it's such an Obi-Wan thing. It's like something he would learn from Anakin to do. That's an Anakin thing to do. It's just one of Obi-Wan's best moments in all of A New Hope, in my opinion. A highlight of his life. That time he scared the Tuscans out of their minds. It's another interesting thing, though, is he never became friends with the Tuscans after living there for so long. Because it wasn't until The Mandalorian that we saw this new side of the Tuscans and then Boba Fett. Man, we were all blown away with that one. But this is before all of that when the Tuscans were really supposed to be these raiders that were just really bad. So, I found that one really entertaining. Never gets old. Never gets old watching the way he runs up imitating the Great Dragon. Just really good stuff. And that is all I have for today. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode as well. If you haven't listened to that, I recommend going back there. We talk a bit about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Bell Organa and how their friendship started and continued to grow from there. Just another reminder for you all, I said this last week, but the rest of this month of August, we will not have any new podcast episodes released. If you like this episode or any other previous episode, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you have time, please leave a review. Those really, really help the podcast. 
And also be sure to subscribe or hit follow. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to Star Wars Old Republic Radio. Thank you so much again. Talk to y'all later.